Hi. So, welcome to the as the as the beginning of this uh, the kind of the broken. I'm going to borrow a Stephen reference here. Broken <laughs> picture phone. I meant mm-hmm. to say broken record player, but I was thinking broken record player, and the only thing that came out was broken picture phone. <laughs> so, you're welcome, Stephen George. <laughs> so, I wanted to get everyone into this thing. Get everyone into this thing. What you mentioned to me earlier, mm-hmm. and you can fill them in because I'm looking at Wikipedia right now. So maybe I can fill them in. <laughs> but um, you mentioned neurodiversity yes. to me, and that's that's a word I I know the word because I've heard it before, mm-hmm. but I haven't really gotten a definition as to what it means because it sounds honestly, mm-hmm. it sounds kind of repetitious, mm-hmm. like in the sense like. Every single person is neurodiverse. Yeah. Every, even identical. everyone has a different mind, different way of looking at things, thinking about things. Right. Even identical, even identical twins mm-hmm. are neurodiverse. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the term, if you know what neurodiversity is, mm-hmm. it seems like the term in itself is a compliment. Like mm-hmm. neuro means brain or of mm-hmm. the neurological system, and mm-hmm. then diverse means like diverse means different. open different right so it sounds like nothing but plus plus like a mm-hmm. positive positive yeah and so i looked it up and i wanted to know exactly what it means mm-hmm. and according to wikipedia because mm-hmm. let's be honest here i wouldn't take notes because i probably get the notes all confused uh-huh so this is a direct quote from wikipedia mm-hmm. the term neurodiversity refers to a variation in the human brain regarding sociability, learning, attention, mm-hmm. mood, and other mental functions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of like a definition of just about everyone. Yeah. And so it's kind of giving a, giving a name to something that we already knew existed. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I kind of really didn't really understand exactly hundred percent what it means like why would you give something a term to something that everyone already knows what it means like mm-hmm. like you when you have said to me mm-hmm. and my best friend has said to me that they consider themselves introverted and they yes. can be introverts mm-hmm. um and as everyone knows i am cl- i am definitely not an introvert <laughs> yeah. you're very much extroverted yes i'm very extroverted mm-hmm. so um but as as when you have said that to me, because being friends, I know you that that's a different side of you than most people do. Mm-hmm. But I said this to my best friend, and I'll say this to you: mm-hmm. the last word <laughs> I would ever use to describe you is mm-hmm. an introvert. Yeah, I would never say that because I'm good. I'm. I mean, introversion has nothing to do with how good you are at socializing. I'm okay at socializing if. Or if somebody is able to like connect with me on um, about like if somebody knows how to engage me in conversation in talking, I am pretty good at, at I, I'd say at um, at uh, like just talking, hanging out. Right. Um, but it exhausts me. If I'm around people, even just, like, one person for an extended amount of time, depending on who the person is, I will get tired and I will need to go home, lock myself in my room, and just not talk to anyone for a while. Whereas somebody who's extroverted, being alone is what 
tires them out and they have to go around people talk to people in order to feel energized again and that is by definition that is a definition Mm -hmm. of my psyche yeah that is like i can i can just and you have heard me say and everyone who's listening has heard will hear me say just now is that Mm -hmm. i think introverts have 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 an extroverted side and extroverts yeah. have an introverted side. Mm-hmm. All of, you have both. It's, yeah. just, it's the degree to which you are one mm-hmm. over the other. Now, yeah. and then there's ambivert, which is somebody who um, is like right in the middle of being an extrovert and introvert. They um, get tired doing both too much. Hmm. Um, our friend, mostly my friend uh, Amber, is an ambivert. So she has days where she just cannot be. Uh, by herself she has to go talk to people be around people but then there are other days where that's tiring and she has to just do her own thing for a while there is and i i totally i totally get that and also Mm -hmm. and maybe this is maybe you can correct me and everyone else who's listening could correct me feel free Mm to um the only experience i know is being is experienced with extroversion because i'm an extrovert but Mm -hmm. um I would think that it's very—it's much easier for an extrovert to make friends yes. than an introvert. Introverts have their own way of making friends, um, but uh, extroverts are a lot more, I guess, open to talking to new people. Hmm. Um, introverts as a whole, this is a very broad generalization, but... Um, uh, introverts tend to like to um, socialize more with the people that they already know. They know how much energy to set aside for specific people. Different people have different, er, different people drain energy at different rates. Um, like my roommate, Lindsay. Like one of the main reasons I can be her roommate is she's she doesn't drain my energy as much as somebody else might um as much as even amber does amber is also pretty low energy to be with her but it's still more than Lindsay. um so it's when we know how much energy we're going to need um to socialize with a specific person it's easier to socialize with them if we're meeting somebody new, we don't know how much energy they're going to take. And meeting somebody new in itself usually takes more energy. Do you rely on do you rely on the other person that that you're with? Say say in this case, mm-hmm. say say if we're meeting one of my friends. Yeah. Do or I'm meeting one of your friends. Do mm-hmm. I rely on this is different from me being an extrovert, mm-hmm. but yeah. do you rely on that other person, that other oh. person to help you get into that little area that you're not comfortable with? Yeah, a lot of times, yeah. It's a lot easier for me to meet a new friend if I have somebody there basically introducing me. Um, so a lot of uh, Lindsay's friends, like, I can I consider um, especially two of her friends Nicole and Monique to be fr- my friends as well, but there would 
be no way that I would be friends with them if it weren't for the fact that they were hanging out with Lindsay at the same time I was. Does it help an introvert when, what helps an introvert more? Does it help an introvert that their other person, in our case, does it help an, intro, an introvert that the other person is an extrovert? Or the does it help you more to get to know people? That the other person is good at what you're not, is good at what you're not good at? So it can vary depending on the individuals, both the introvert and the extrovert in this example. Um, so a lot of times extroverts are, well, I, I've seen a post online, how do introverts make friends? You, well, usually an extrovert finds them and adopts them, <laughs> um, which is basically what happened with us. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times extroverts are easy in the sense that they um, hold a lot of the um, hold a lot of I don't want to say burden burden's not the right word but they hold a lot of the um, er, they're the ones that are um, would reach out to the introvert they're the ones that are easier to or er, they they're the ones that um, I guess pick up the slack for um, for uh interacting with somebody yeah i always i've always i don't i don't know which one of us which one of i'm assuming because knowing who i am as a person mm -hmm. i'm assuming it was me but mm -hmm. i don't know which one of us it was but when i first met you back where we worked um mm -hmm. that my immediate my i just automatically reached out because it drives yeah. me like just that's just my instinct like i want i, I want to know people I want to get to meet them. I think the icebreaker for us was I I was wearing a Marvel t-shirt and you oh, yeah. commented on it. Yeah. Yeah. And Isn't that's that... why I wear a lot of the um, fandom t-shirts that I do is because it's a beacon of this is something I like. This is something I won't talk about if somebody wants to talk to me about or if somebody else is interested in Marvel or Avatar or whatever shirt I'm wearing at the time. It's it's just and like you were saying it's very you were saying about extroverts that that extroverts don't like and that's not it's not 100 percent true because they do mm -hmm. like being by themselves sometimes yeah but um extroverts and i can 100 percent agree to this extroverts like i cannot stand it drives me absolutely up the freaking wall <laughs> staying staying at home the mm -hmm. whole day i can't yeah. do that i can't function that way Mm -hmm. I, I have to get out even if it's just walking down the street I have mm -hmm. to leave the house Yeah, and I don't know if it can be breached with the fact that when I sleep at night I can't sleep mm -hmm. it, it, it can't be silent mm -hmm. I can't have silence That's that, that is extremely uns unsettling mm -hmm. and not in a good way uh, not, yeah. that there, not that there is a good way but <laughs> um, I have to go out mm -hmm. during the day I cannot be alone. I just don't like that. Yeah. And meanwhile, with me, if I'm out and about, if I'm at a party, especially, um, eventually I'll reach a point where it's just like, all right, I'm done. I, I can't be here anymore. I need to go home or I need to find, I need to go back to the car or I need, I need to have a moment of just quiet and, um, being by myself in order to, in order yeah. to function yeah see i'm the polar opposite i'm the polar opposite mm -hmm. now this is what i find interesting because when i said when i commented to you earlier a while back mm 
mm-hmm. that my my everyone knows what the past few episodes that I've done my second second home mm-hmm. is Las Vegas yeah and I've always I just so adore that city so much <laughs> and I found I remember my reaction when you said you had mm-hmm. gone to the Avenger station at yes. the at the uh, TI mm-hmm. and I remember I remember not being able to put those two those two words together or those two things together <laughs> going Lisa and Vegas. It, it, it doesn't seem like they would go together and it's only mm-hmm. because it seems like it's the pol- like it's like it's a city that's so opposite mm-hmm. of what you'd be interested in or what mm-hmm. what what's what would suit you yeah. that it, it seems like it you just wouldn't fit there. Mm-hmm. And and then I thought about oh wait, Marvel Avengers station that's perfect. Yeah. The only thing that would make more sense if there was a if that if there was a Detroit a Detroit display too. <laughs> and then yeah, no, no. What would make more sense is if there was an Avatar thing there, Avatar Last Airbender. Yeah. Well, I keep thinking now nowadays, thanks to James Cameron, every time someone says Airbender, I think of mm. every time someone says Air, uh, Avatar, I think of um, Pandora. Yeah. Um. And also, there's speaking of Vegas. Mm-hmm. Why? And I've always wondered this because because it's so much the polar opposite. It's so much mm-hmm. the opposite of what I always thought would be up your alley. Yeah. Why? Why do? You, why? Why? <laughs> Just why? Um. Well, what what helps with Vegas is that you always have a. Um, a hotel room that you can go back to it's so the strip itself is so condensed that no matter where i'm at if i reach that if i reach too much um social stimulation or even just like lights and sound and that kind of stimulation that i can just say like okay i need to go back to the hotel room for a bit um, being because I went with Amber, it was really easy because she, she and I, or she and I understand how each other works just mentally. Right. And so I, it was really easy to tell Amber, just like, hey, I need to go back to the hotel room for a bit. I'm getting overwhelmed. Um, and then also, uh, I know or this is kind of a slippery slope for a lot of people but also alcohol helps alcohol helps dull the senses and um well it's a drug so yeah dulls the senses and makes me um more open to uh socializing it um it makes me not uh worry so much about my um my difficulties with talking to people um, so that I'm able to just relax about it. So, and that's, that's the other thing that made Vegas really easy for me is that there was just alcohol everywhere. That's, that, that is, that is one of the things in Vegas that's common in Vegas. And I never, and just so everyone knows, Vegas is not just the strip. There's mm-hmm. downtown, which is yeah. the, where, which is where Vegas started. Mm-hmm. It was on. It was on Fremont Street before it went to this trip. Yeah. So that's the I've way only Vegas ever, began. I've only ever stayed um, on the strip. I've only ever, er, 
both times that I've been to Vegas, um, we never went at, or we never went further than Circus Circus. Oh, nah, uh, my my best friend and I call. Well, we call that with another term, which I don't want to repeat. No, but three times I went to Vegas. I forgot about the um, road trip. But anyways. That sounded to me like you said roid trip. No, oh, no. Road trip. Road trip. I'm like, roid trip? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, as everyone knows, because I've titled it in a, in a previous episode, and I don't want to get back to it, but I was there on October 1st, 2017, mm-hmm. with, during the shooting, so I survived that. And, but the other thing is... The other thing, did I did I ask you, and please correct me if I did, and, and if I didn't, please enumerate, why did you first, were you like me with Detroit? Were you like me with Life is Strange? Did you see it and go, ooh, I want to play that game? It was, um, my first time seeing Detroit Become Human was actually um, hanging out with Lindsay while she was playing it. Mm-hmm. And, um... It, I didn't know what Detroit was when it first came out. I Lindsay was talking about it a bit. It was just like, okay, that's an interesting concept. Um, I never, I didn't get interested in it until I saw her playing it and saw that it was a choice-based game, which I talked about the first time I co-commentated with you. Mm-hmm. I, uh, and um, that I really liked the choice-based game genre. And then... Um, even then, I wasn't really sold on it on the first scene that I saw her play. Um, anyone who's familiar with the game, it was she was playing as Marcus um, and, and infiltrating the uh, like cyber life storage to um, steal some bio components for uh, for Jericho. Of course, I, that that sentence is probably like another language to you. Um, Sorry, I just, I just, I just hear Mrs. Decker speaking. <laughs> but the very next scene that she played was um, the scene where uh, Connor is looking is meets the Tracys. The scene that I showed you. Yeah. And that was the first scene where I finally was just like, oh, I actually kind of like this game. Um, not because that scene was full of android uh, strippers. But it was the whole like idea of a you're solving a crime as an android. You're especially designed android to, uh, or especially designed like forensic uh, detective android who has like special uh, or like special. I don't know how to really explain it, but I I, I like, think we get some of it. Yeah. I like crime dramas as a um, as a genre of show, um, but specifically crime dramas that have a main character with some sort of special like expertise or special just it, different than just your standard CSI. And that's what the Connor Connor story in Detroit really was to me. If you like stuff with a CSI, I'm just, I heard I'm going to jump in for a second here. Mm-hmm. You should have when you were in Vegas because it's not there anymore, which upsets mm-hmm. me. Um, you should have gone to the MGM Grand and done the CX, CSI exhibit in the MGM Grand mm-hmm. in in the district area, and that I, that was well, fun. I was just saying, like just CSI. I don't like. Right. I like more 
white collar where the main character is himself a criminal and is helping to catch other criminals or castle where the main character is a writer who just tags along with the whole or with the police or um even uh bones where they have the like special twist of they're trying to solve crime with very minimal evidence and building up from that you know kathy reichs you know um tempe brennan is mm-hmm. based is based on Kathy Reichs, who is a forensic anthropologist. Okay. So she was writing what she does. She was yeah. writing what she knows. And that's, and Tempe is Kathy. And it's, okay. no, no, Kathy's more, from what I've read about her and what I've heard about her, Kathy is more, Kathy is not as, as detailed and, and, you know, mm-hmm. as, as Tempe is. She's more mm-hmm. outgoing and. Okay. But, um, question for you then is, um, Kathy, uh, does she, is she on the autistic spectrum at all? No, I think she's, from what I know, and I'm going to look her up right now. From what I know, or Kathy, or, well, I'll say Kathy Rex, but, um, I, I don't, I think she's in, in, in Canada. I think she's a Canadian. Okay. A Canadian, mm-hmm. uh, no, she's she's an American writer, a forensic. This is from Wikipedia. American writer, forensic anthropologist, and an academic. Mm-hmm. She's an adjunct professor of anthropology at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she's yeah. Um, so she was writing. She was writing what she knows. Yeah. Now, I like. No, I like that. I like the whole, like you're saying, the anthropological and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I like mm-hmm. that. I like all that. There is there's stuff that um, CSI stuff that's mm-hmm. better. Now yeah. Bones was good. Bones was good. Mm-hmm. There's CSI um, stuff that's better than Bones. I would recommend if you, because I know how you stand on anime, and this is an anime. <laughs> but if you're able to just if you're if you're able to watch anime with subtitles so you're hearing japanese and you're reading the english um there's an anime called beautiful bones and it is the main character is interested in anthropology and it is one of those like crime drama type storylines but it's not always crime it's the main character is just um, always caught up in in um, investigating a dead body and um, sometimes it's crime sometimes it's not sometimes it's in one episode it's like there's this painting has a curse and the main character is just like but curses don't exist there must be something else going on here so it's it's a lot of that same kind of thing but it's not always violent crime which I kind of like Hmm. There's um, before it got a CSI's were good before it got out of hand with <laughs> Miami and New York, but mm-hmm. uh, more so with New York. Although I do like I do like Gary Sinise a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, before it got out of hand with Miami and New York, but mm-hmm. the original one in Vegas mm-hmm. that is that's pretty that's pretty accurate from from what from what they looked like and from mm-hmm. what. First of all, in my experience, and I could be wrong, 
in the world of crime scene investigation, there's mm-hmm. no such things as CSIs. Right. They don't exist. They're yeah. called criminalists. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 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 very. And this is how I look at it, and this is why watching that stuff, and maybe it's different for you. Mm-hmm. This is why watching that stuff doesn't phase me, because mm-hmm. if I see if I see them investigating, obviously it's it's mm-hmm. not a real corpse. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. it's like a mannequin that's made up. But yeah. when I see them investigating, or I see someone investigating a body, mm-hmm. a real criminalist investigating a body or a mm-hmm. skeleton, it doesn't it doesn't freak me out, or it doesn't yeah. scare me. It's not disturbing because mm-hmm. I look at it with the mindset that that what they're investigating mm-hmm. used to be a human. Yeah. That used to be someone. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing mm-hmm. is their job is a very noble and yeah. very, very admirable profession to do. Mm-hmm. They're giving a voice mm-hmm. and they're speaking for people who can't speak anymore. Mm-hmm. With me, um, whether it's uh, watching like actual footage like a documentary type thing or if it's dramatized and I know it's all fake and um, like a show or movie um, for me I'm very highly uh, empathetic so um, if I see a dead body like they're dead they're not feeling anything they're just they they might or they probably felt something while they were being dead but just watching watching them investigate a dead body doesn't trigger anything for me but if i see someone in pain like um like uh in what movie was that die hard <laughs> really random but in die hard there is a there's a scene where the main character has to walk across broken glass in in bare feet i could not watch that i could just imagine even though i know the actor obviously was would be walking across something that didn't actually hurt i could just imagine the character walking across glass and just the shards going into his feet it just i i had to look away during that but if i'm watching bones or i'm watching castle and they show like a brutally murdered body on screen it's just like mm, whatever right well one and a lot of things that people don't know in or take for granted and don't know in entertainment is that first you got to look at it as what they're showing you is not real. Yeah. It's designed to be real, but mm-hmm. it's not. Mm-hmm. It's fake. Yeah. And, and even, even if I know that, if I see a character right. in pain um, right? or it, it's I can feel I, or I can imagine vi- vividly what the character is going through. And it's uncomfortable for me. Um, there's even also like uh, in Spider-Man Homecoming, Tom Holland is an excellent actor. And towards the end of Spider-Man Homecoming, when he's buried under the rubble of the parking garage, I think it was. And you can just see Peter Parker having a panic attack. Um I, that scene is hard for me to watch too because I could just I could I get the short of breath too yeah see when I when I I could I could that's different for me but I could watch that walking on glass because mm-hmm. one 
I'd know, I'd, I'd know two things. One, it's not real. He's mm-hmm. not actually doing that. Mm-hmm. And two, the character, the character, the character would, like you said, the character would do that. Mm-hmm. Except this is a fictitious story. Yeah. So whether or not the character would do that, it's not real. Mm-hmm. And and what he's what he's doing, he's probably just walking across the board. Yeah. Or walking across the walking, he probably walking across the board with the with a green blanket dripped over it, mm-hmm. so that they can digitally edit in the class. Yeah. So. Or he might be walking across like the sugar glass. Right. Or if you see, if you see, and this is another funny concept: reality TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, just those two words are <laughs> are 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 opposites of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, when people putting your putting your feet in a vat of fish that just eat the dead mm-hmm. skin off your feet stuff like that mm-hmm. that's like how is that reality tv i don't care <laughs> if you're giving me a million bucks i wouldn't do that mm-hmm. it's just now this 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 from a guy who you give me the option to jump out of an airplane mm-hmm. you you better get right with yourself because we're doing that in a few minutes <laughs> Get it in your head because we're jumping out of that plane whether you want to or not. So, <laughs> um, that's this is this is for me. But you were mentioning about um, going back to the forensic stuff. There is a show, mm-hmm. and you're pretty much. I bet you you know what I'm talking about when I start to describe it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But there was a show that was on Fox. Mm-hmm. Come on, Wikipedia. <laughs> in 2003. There was a show on Fox in 2003 that dealt with someone who worked in a morgue mm-hmm. and she could start she could look at the bodies and for mm-hmm. some reason in her in her mind's eye the bodies came back to life and she could go back okay. in time a couple of minutes mm-hmm. and try to, and try to affect what happened to them okay uh, and rest, and stop their death and now it's not it's unfortunately it's not on TV anymore cuz mm-hmm. I thought it's fairly I thought its concept was fairly clever, mm-hmm, and its mm-hmm. execution was pretty good. Now, yeah, that actually kind of reminds me of a show that I I loved, but it got canceled on a cliffhanger um, called uh, Stitchers. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, the show I was talking about is True Calling. Okay. Um, with everyone's with everyone's favorite, to borrow a line from Big Bang Theory, <laughs> with everyone's favorite FBI agent Eliza Dushku. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the, the the concept and the execution of the plot. Just that was actually pretty clever, mm-hmm. and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't cast it as well as they could have, but mm-hmm. it was well well executed. Mm-hmm. Now there are ooh, I just looked at the clock here. <laughs> there are there are a bunch of other things. There are um, would you. Knowing knowing what you know and knowing what you were saying about going back to Vegas and going back mm-hmm. to the strip, would mm-hmm. you knowing what what you experienced and what it is, mm-hmm. would you ever go back? Yes. Yeah. Um so now I actually I know more about how my brain works and why it works. Um, because back in October 2020 um, I actually went to see a mental health specialist and she put me through a few tests and she was able to tell me, she was able to diagnose me with um, autistic spectrum disorder, which I, I'm hesitant to call it a disorder, and also um, uh, ADHD. Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Um, even though I'm not the hyperactive part of ADHD, I'm the inattentive type of ADHD. Um, I would also, I would also say, knowing what I've known mm-hmm. about you, I would also say that's kind of funny because <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call you either one of those terms. Uh, hyperactive or inattentive. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, and given everyone who's listening, this is a conversation between two friends who know way more about each other than they probably should, but um, I wouldn't say, I just, I wouldn't say either attention deficit or hyperactive disorder. Mm. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say either one of them refer to you. I mean, that's probably why I didn't get diagnosed with either one until I'm 26. But... If you have a, if you have a mental disorder, they've been in your head. They've existed mm-hmm. for twenty six years, haven't they? Um, so, yeah. So the uh, the autistic traits that I have, I definitely looking back, just remembering back to my childhood, I was definitely showing them as a kid. But because I was never a problem child, I was I always did well in school. I was well behaved. They never really had a reason to test me for anything so yeah I would never and again a lot of this goes back to what my best friend when I refer to you what my best friend says Mm -hmm. a lot of this goes back to how well you know a person Mm -hmm. how well your relationship and your friendship with that person can shade how you view their Mm -hmm. their labeling or how well you yeah. how well you view what what they've been what they've been diagnosed with because mm-hmm. like i would never say i would never not even on my no this is never going to happen but mm-hmm. not, not even on my deathbed <laughs> i would never say that mm-hmm. either you or my best friend have anything mm-hmm. to do with being introverts <laughs> i was i would say now if you ask me i would say how you could see that I would mm-hmm. I would understand how someone could say that because mm-hmm. you're different than me. Yeah. But I would never ever say about either one of you that you're that you're introverted. Mm-hmm. Apparently, a lot of my introverted traits can be linked to the er, the uh, autism spectrum. And a lot of that, and a lot of that, like I said, is due from the fact that the more you get to know someone. Mm-hmm the more your opinions and your and your views of them change mm-hmm. and the more comfortable you get with them and they get with you so that mm-hmm. the traits that they think that they have don't mm-hmm. express themselves because yeah. they don't they don't need to mm-hmm. now like for example i'm not going to refer to them because mm-hmm. this is this public forum here mm-hmm. but i'm not going to refer to them but there mm-hmm. are things that that i've been that I've been the people have said to me why would you mm-hmm. like how do you say this to her or how do you say this to him mm-hmm. it's like well why wouldn't I say that to her mm-hmm. like there's no reason like she's 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 one of my one of my very good friends why mm-hmm. wouldn't I treat her as equally as I do everyone yeah. else so yeah. um and how many times <laughs> you can attest <laughs> to that how many times have I gone past Japanese, Taiwanese, Chinese, mm-hmm. Korean, anything, any mm-hmm. store, anywhere, and gone. I'm gonna take a picture of this and see if Felicia knows what it is, because <laughs> I sure as heck don't. Uh huh. Um, and for everyone who's listening, and I'll let you respond and let you mm-hmm. let you let you tell them this because mm-hmm. I won't. I will not attest <laughs> to it. 
mm-hmm. I was going through a um, uh, indoor mall mm-hmm. out out here, and I saw something in a vending machine, a uh, Chinese snack that said it was seaweed flavor. Mm-hmm. Probably Japanese snack. If okay. it was, if it was the vending machine that had like pocky in it and yeah, Aichu, yeah, that's Japanese snacks. Like, why? Why? It's good. This is why, and this this is this is why, this is why we have the have the lead on the market as far as candies are concerned. Because if mm-hmm. I went to a I went to a machine and I saw seaweed flavor and stuff that and stuff that I've seen come out of the like the snacks that the Chinese like and the Japanese mm-hmm. like, it's like ew. And maybe that's just my American sensibilities with what I've been programmed with my entire See, life. <laughs> Seaweed doesn't really have that strong of a flavor. It's mo- er, when I have the like seaweed snacks that they sometimes sell uh, in the stores, I mostly just taste the salt, and the seaweed is just kind of a um, it it's kind of like a plain a plain cracker. But why? But why did? But why would you? And this is just in general. Why would you give something that flavor? What are you? I'm gonna let's let's make a seaweed flavor something. We'll just we'll just we'll go we'll just go down and skim the lake, skim the top of Elliott Bay. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing. If you have seaweed cracker, that's one thing you have in common with fish. You both <laughs> eat the same thing. So, I mean, you know what else we have in common with fish? Eating fish. Right, sharks. <laughs> um, and 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 for everyone now that we're on this topic, for everyone who doesn't know, the orca is not a whale. <laughs> the orca it's is a dolphin. a dolphin. Yeah. Um which dolphins are themselves whales, but uh, dolphins and whales are are closely related. Dolphins are I've always thought of dolphins as like <coughs> a certain kind of whale. So, but orcas are more whale. related to dolphins than they are to oh, dolphins like, the and blue whales. whale. Right, right, right. Dolphins and whales. You said whales and I thought of sharks. <laughs> and sharks are fish, dolphins are not. Dolphins yes. are not. So um, I was going to say, I was as you were saying that, I was thinking of sharks, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking, sure, sure, they're closely related, just like us and cats. Mm-hmm. So, and there's an argument there for other species, and on previous episodes, I mean that we are more closely, we are more closely mentally related to cats mm-hmm. than than we are to cats and dogs than we mm-hmm. are to other 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 pets. Mm-hmm. Have you, I, I've, as you've listened to, as you may have seen in a previous mm-hmm. episode, cats only meow for mm-hmm. humans. Yep. They for don't the me- sake of humans and kittens. Right. And they only they they only do that to communicate with humans. Mm-hmm. And did you also know that you can actually talk to a cat and understand mm-hmm. what the cat is saying? Maybe mm-hmm. not the words that the cat is using. Yeah. But you can understand their tone of voice. Yeah, the, the I mean type... any any if you're if you spend long enough time with any, um, especially like cats and dogs, but also this also applies to of course human babies and horses. But spend enough time with another or er, with someone who doesn't speak your language, you'll start to learn their different vocalizations. But the different, I mean, dolphins, in the case of dolphins, dolphins, oh, that's something else they have in common with humans. Dolphins don't, 
chirp or talk to each other. They don't mm-hmm. chirp for other pe- other species. They mm-hmm. chirp for each other. Yeah. Where cats do it for humans. Mm-hmm. And if you hear a cat, listen to it, your cat. If you hear a cat mm-hmm. meow at you, mm-hmm. listen to the tone of their meow and you can tell what they're saying. Yeah. What they're trying to get at. Cats now, think of humans as dumb, stupid, or as like stupid, uh, awkward cats. Which they're not entirely wrong about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for everyone who I've heard in several podcasts and several other episodes, people have said that cats are just these pets and they're just, just you, were, you said dumb. People, the cats are these just side. Cats are mm-hmm. actually the, the domestic cats. We all have as pets. Mm-hmm. Cats mm-hmm. are actually much smarter animals than you think. Oh, yeah. And they're very clever and very smart animals. Now, mm-hmm. don't ask me don't ask me why you open a box that you can barely put your foot in and a cat tries to jump in the box. I don't get it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I don't get that, but maybe a cat is like, ooh, fancy stuff, maybe I can jump in. Um, so that's just a bunch of other stuff and we're going to get into. So thank you all for listening so much and hang on yeah. for a little bit more on the end here. There's going to be a little more on the end here. So thank you, Lisa. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Want to check out the best podcast and best YouTube channel out there? True, true friends of this podcast? Check out Fantastic Cruising over on Apple Podcasts and all your favorite podcasting devices and services. Give them a five-star review. Head on over to YouTube. Look up Fantastic Studios. Give them a five-star review and give them comments. They'll love that to death. They are the greatest podcast out there. Give them a shout-out. go to Vegas, visit the best places all around the Strip and all around downtown, all around the surrounding areas, check out the best vlogs for Vegas anywhere on YouTube at Brar Frederick over on YouTube. B-R-O-R Frederick, F-R-E-D-R-I-K over on YouTube. Go over to Brar Frederick. Subscribe to his channel. Click that bell icon. Click that Hit those those like those like up thumbs. Give give Brar a follow. Give Brar a look. You'll really love what you're seeing. He's an awesome streamer, the best Vegas streamer, and the best thing to watch while you're in Vegas before you go to Vegas, just to experience Vegas as a whole. Please join me in supporting and giving to the Pride Foundation and the Trevor Project. When you donate to the Pride Foundation, you join thousands of supporters building a better, safer, more equitable world for LGBTQIA people and their families. Every gift, whether $1 or $1,000, makes an impact for real people and ripples outward into our communities. There are many different ways to join and help the fight. Also go on to their websites for the Pride Foundation and the Trevor Project and donate and help in any way possible. The Trevor Project offers support and help for LGBTQIA youth all over the country and all over the world. Please show them some love and give them some support.